0: Welcome back, everybody. I still have lost count on which number of episode this is. I forget every time we do it. Four, five, maybe it's seven. seven. Yeah, that's that's not true. That's one hundred percent true. <laughs> you can tell how invested I am. Um, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sun and Ginger. I'm here with. Uh, let me just see. Um, he's hot. Uh, that's about it. That's the only thing I'm going oh, <laughs> to. I'm going to describe him as. Um, it's me, Sam. I'm with the co-host Alex here. Alex, you want to introduce yourself and see? Uh, tell everyone what's going on today.
1: Sonnen and Ginger. We back. Slat. Bust down and roll the avalanche. We're here. We're ready to run. It rock. never
0: changes. It's crazy.
1: You know, it doesn't change your level of immaturity. Um, but we're glad to be back. Ladies and gentlemen, episode seven here. We have another special guest. I am we're very, excited very today. excited to have him here today. Kid is one of my very, very close friends. Went to college with him. Muhlenberg legend. Fellow lacrosse teammate. Everyone, Zach Cooper
2: applause we'll,
0: we'll just add the applause in on the uh
2: thing hey man appreciate the appreciate the warm welcome now thanks for having me on and uh i don't think i don't think i could get that i don't think i could get that much hype man uh <laughs> appreciate, appreciate all that but glad to be on got a drink in my hand um looking forward to it boys i
1: love it Coop. yeah go ahead give yourself a little introduction tell the people who you are what are you doing days?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so so like so like Alex said, I went to college with him, was teammates with him. Um, but originally from the Washington D.C. area, um, and I'm back there now, going to grad school. I shouldn't say where I go, right?
1: Just, you can do whatever you want. It's your call.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you.
1: Uh, if Some people don't know or not.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Don't really want to dox myself there, but uh, but yeah, living back in t- living back in D.C. Um, and then uh, yeah, going into my second year of grad school and. You know, man, just uh, good summer, living life, uh, singing karaoke, and... Uh, is that a metaphor? No, legit singing karaoke. I love doing it now. It's like my new
1: obsession.
0: I love that. That's, <laughs> That's sick. literally what we yeah. strive to do, but we just can't ever.
1: That is awesome. Well, Coop, very excited to have you today. It's going to be a fun one. It is going
2: to be a fun you one. For all you tuning
1: in. Uh, Coop, oh, yeah. you said you had some questions.
2: Yeah, so... I'm so I got two, I got two things for you. Obviously, um, obviously a high quality podcast like yours. I've, I come here for my fantasy football information and everything. Uh, so I'm in two leagues this year. I actually just secured the number three pick in my draft and I uh, just wanted to get a sense of where I should go.
1: Ooh, number three, Sam, you know what i Sam, I'll give this one to you. I know what I would say. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Sam
0: uh it's all about strategy here uh depends what you usually like to do i am i'm a massive running back guy massive yeah, running back guy. i get my two running backs in the first two rounds and i am a happy camper uh the third pick lucky you i'm past 10 in every single one Yeah, um, <laughs> dagger what i would do with the third pick It yeah, obviously depends who falls i jonathan taylor is not going to be there um it depends. I would love McCaffrey. I know he gets injured, but you know, I'm going to steal information from Fantasy Focus podcast because our audience doesn't really. Who cares? So we're not going to get monetized. A, Sorry. No, that's only if coop curses. Um, I would <laughs> I would target Christian McCaffrey if he's there. I there's so many people you literally can't go wrong. You can go wrong. You can go very wrong, actually. I would go. I'd go McCaffrey, Cooper Cup. Oof, literally any good, any uh, Eckler. I think yeah,
3: Eckler that's what I was going to
1: say. I think it really depends on who goes it to, if someone's mm-hmm. going to bite on McCaffrey or not, which I'm sure they're going to. I mean, if you have the second pick, if it's McCaffrey. Regardless, if, if know, McCaffrey plays, goes,
0: would you say Cup or would you say somebody else? Like,
1: well, the thing is, if McCaffrey goes, then I'm going to look at Cup. And then on the turn. Sure. On, on the turn, I'm probably going to have my eyes on you. know will see who falls down there. You, know, you, you could potentially see Dalvin. Maybe it's kind of a stretch.
2: How many people are in the league? Uh, it's 12 people. Uh, Four full, full PBR should have mentioned that.
1: He's going to uh, have three and two I, like... mm.
0: I believe to 22, I think.
1: Yeah, so, so you won't see Dalvin.
0: Uh, you're going to have to well, – but you'll have 22 in like 26 or seven, whatever. Yeah. Um it's up to you. I think a lot of good backs are falling. You can get like an Aaron Jones, possibly a James Conner. i Connor. say you
1: could get Aaron Jones, James Conner. You could even fall to like
2: <clears> Devante. Deep. Um do you think a uh, do you think like a Najee Harris is a little too hot, a little bit of a reach for number three?
1: I see. I mean I don't hate overdrafting him at three, but the thing is like I'm not if I were to go three and like if you're gonna overdraft right and you're not gonna take cup, I'm um, the first Three people I'm looking at is Eckler, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin Cook. Those are the first three yeah, that I it. would look at before Najee, especially Eckler, who is just a touch machine, and obviously the king Derrick Henry is the you know favorite to win comeback player of the year. He's gonna win. Come, he's gonna win comeback player of the year. If you so, take I mean, Najee
0: three, that's perfectly fine. Um, my whole thing is like take who you like, take who you are comfortable with. Um, that's like saying like, is there gonna be a massive difference? But like, if Cup outscores Najee. Like, how many points do you really think it's going to be by if so? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so a fair point. Yeah, I got you. I, if you're going to reach it, like you can, I guess, say, put it like in quotations, reach uh, for Najee at three. I don't think you're crazy at all. I say get I who you so. want to get because if you're comfortable taking them. But not just going to touch the ball 336 times this year. Yeah, so. I,
1: you're not wrong. It's, it's, it's literally it, – it's one of those positions if you're going to pass on cup, which I think is totally reasonable and fine. I don't think that passing up on cup at three is like – ridiculous at all i don't think you can go wrong i mean it, it, at, at the end of the day it's going to come down to literally yeah. who we'll gets the extra 20 yards in the game you know what i mean and when it comes to Eckler, derrick henry Najee, or dalvin i really think it's all all four running backs are going to get a ridiculous amount of touches and i think yeah. either way it's a great rb1 regardless
0: I'm a, gotcha. before we jump on to the next question, I'm a big guaranteed touches guy. If you have a running back, they're guaranteed, a starting running back's guaranteed what, at least 15 touches a game. Yeah. Um, even, even the best receivers in the league aren't guaranteed 15 targets. So I know yards are different in those situations, but that's just where my head goes. I, I like the guaranteed uh, touches for with those running backs there.
1: I agree. I agree.
2: I like that. Appreciate that.
1: You got a uh, you got a second one for us? You said,
2: "Yeah, I do." Um, all right. So this past this past Friday, um, just got drinks with an old coworker, and we just started. We were sitting at the bar, and we just struck up a conversation with uh, one of the bartenders. But um, one of the bartenders, and we got we got into talking, and somehow New Jersey came up. And she said, "Oh, I'm from New Jersey." I'm like, "Oh, where? North or south?" She said, "Central, Jersey." And she said, mm, uh, I, "Well, New then New I York. told her like, oh, I went to.'" <laughs> I went, to, oh, I went to college with a lot of people from New Jersey, and uh, uh, they never really spoke that much about Central Jersey. So i is there a Central Jersey? Because I, I still kind of don't know if that is. Because I know it's like the Taylor Ham pork roll conversation, and there's nothing in the that. middle. Listen, so um, what's, your take, on, what's your take I on that?
1: I'm going to take this one, Sam, first, because I don't have to watch what I say here. Uh Sam will explain why he has to watch what he says in a second. I don't have to watch what I say because it doesn't matter. There is no such thing as Central Jersey. It's North Jersey and South Jersey. That's that simple. There's no central Jersey. Go ahead, Sam. Let me hear it.
0: Um I think well, the, the people that know me know where I went to school. And um everybody at my university, most like m- most people are from New Jersey. So um I've heard thousands of kids say that they're from central. Now, do I care? No, (laughs) I, I, in all honesty, I have, what I've come to realize is people from North Jersey don't care. People from South Jersey say that there's no central. And my girlfriend is from South Jersey. She says that there's no central. And I'm like, like, who cares? People from North Jersey don't care if there is or isn't one. The people from South Jersey take it personal. They, they but then it's odd because it's like they want to, to, to associate with talking, South man. Jersey. It's crazy. Newark would kill Camden.
1: Oh no, for sure. I mean, if you're looking at <laughs> you're looking at North Jersey, right? You're putting them same level as you know, number one spot, LeBron James, right? And then we're taking <clears throat> South Jersey, and you're looking at like the six-man on the Knicks from like oh nine, no one knew who he was. So that's just Ooh. how it goes. You know, it's, it's that's, it so
0: might've been Prigioni. <laughs> that's a really good question. That's tough though.
1: I like that. Coop. I like that. All right. Two yeah, great Coop. questions from Coop. Love it.
2: Yeah. Hey, just, just real quick to say that I ended up agreeing with her. She, she was pretty good looking. So I, I took her side. Um, Not at all. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Thank you. That's uh,
1: good to know. Good, uh, good question. man. Good Thanks questions. for asking that. Very good questions. All right, so now we're going to roll into our first topic here, ladies and gents. A good recommendation from our guest. We are going to debate, talk about top casual food joints right so but this this genre of food places does not include your chipotle your fast food chains, stuff like that so we're going to get into the nitty and gritty with this coop since it's you came up with, to the floor here i want to see where you're going to take this
2: um pick a cuisine pick a mexican lean i know what?
1: <laughs>
2: what i said lean lean
1: <laughs> said lean Let's go with uh, let's go with Italian.
2: Italian. So, all right. So, you're thinking of like casual, fast, casual food places. You know, like the Olive Gardens, the Carabas, the all (laughs) that. Those are like the you know they aren't they aren't great. And obviously, where you guys are from, it's probably sacrilegious to go to one of those places. (laughs) Yes. Not my. No, that's a tough. That's a tough one to answer. But you know, maybe as somebody from. As somebody from uh, the south, a uh, place that's south of you guys, it's apparent. Apparently, the you guys is not the south, it, but it is south of you guys. Um, you know, a place like, like I said, Romano's Macaroni Grill. Um, I honestly throw Cheesecake Factory in there every once in a okay, while. Um, okay, I don't hate. that. And you know, no, I don't hate. that. And, and that. then uh, you know, Geo, a uh, good memory, a good memory that we share, Fazoli's. Fazoli's. <laughs> So that's like a, you know, secondary type thing. You I know. like
1: it. I like it. Listen, where, you know, where I'm from, not where I'm from. Where yeah, I'm I'll,
2: I'll let you answer. You're
0: the, uh, you're, you're the brand Italian here.
1: Yeah, the ethics, the morals behind this. If it's not from my Nunda's garden, it's garbage. All right. So, uh-huh. so, uh, <laughs> like if she didn't grab it off of a tree or out of a plant and soak it in about 17 bottles of olive oil. It's
3: Yo, not, you Italians are crazy!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's just not it. Um, uh,
3: She makes the homemade marinara sauce.
1: Well, that's
3: flag one right there. Do you do you call it red sauce? Oh, it's like, red sauce. If I say marinara,
1: my dinner would hit me upside the head. <laughs> she called it red sauce. That's absurd. It's red sauce. Sam goes. Nice. I like pasta with marinara. <laughs> Dude,
3: everybody around here is Italian. They would. I'm surprised those places like Olive Garden are
2: in business.
3: Uh, I forgot
1: about Olive Garden. Forget about Olive Garden. Oh, don't. That don't! That is
3: prison food. <laughs> Have you ever been to an Olive Garden? Either one of you. Have you guys been to Olive Garden? One time. I had. What do you think about it, Coop? Worst night of my life. Continue, Coop. Sorry, So dramatic. It's crazy. Uh,
2: you know what? You know what? A cheap dinner, unlimited yeah. breadsticks. It was a good night. You know, cheap wine. Why not? There's no losing there. <laughs> there. Of
3: pride, dignity, and your lining in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> you have like your marinara sauce and in line with that cocaine. <laughs> Disrespect her again and say marinara. Disrespect her again. I dare right you. do you want me to call it, Marinara?
1: She has she got she got an iPhone once and she didn't know how to open it. So she had to get like because well, she went to the phone company or whatever, and she had a flip phone and it stopped working. So they gave her an iPhone. And let me tell you, it was like teaching an elephant how to speak
3: any sort of language. What are you talking about it. right
1: now? Just what to, are you
3: talking about?
1: I'm just talking right now. And I'm saying, you to let me finish. So you get her the iPhone, <laughs> She didn't know how to use it. She didn't even know how to open it. So we got her the flip phone again. I said, if she didn't have, a, if she had a smart device in her house and knew how to actually work it, I'd make uh-huh. her listen to the podcast. But I can't put her through that stress because for all we know, she'll <laughs> dial 911. So I don't want to do that to her. Um. Okay, I like that. I right, coop. I like that. That was good. Let's I don't roll. Know with, where I, that
2: story was going.
1: I want to roll with Mexican coop because I want to hear your take. Because I think we'll have a common one here for sure.
2: All right. So makes sense. But we can all agree. I guess the number one Chipotle.
1: Yeah, right? definitely.
2: So talking about secondary ones, I would go like my number two. I, you know what? This may be a controversial take. I like Moe's. I really like mo's man. People
1: love mo's. I'm, you know, uh, people I'm do not, love mo's. I don't fight that. I had mo's for the first time when we all went at school, and I, I was all for it. I thought it was delicious. I didn't mind it at all.
2: It's a mo's, Cadoba. it's the same thing. Cadoba's right? one, yeah. Panchero's.
3: Pancheros,
1: yeah. Said at the same. They don't time. Have those near me. Give it's me a basically- smooch it's literally
0: like they're they're all the same thing as chipotle they're all the same okay yeah they're all the same. you walk up to the counter you make your own burrito or bowl kind of situation no i like what that. else I
1: like that I'm trying to think of other like mexican spots that are like more like i scum. will say
0: though the best mexican places that you'll find are like those small little buildings in like your like hometown like we have one here called benji's and, like, mm-hmm. my family loves it. It's like it's a tiny place, but, man, they make really good Mexican food. Shout out to sponsors.
1: We had one by us for all of our Lehigh Valley listeners out there. Cali Burrito. I've what's, heard of Cali Burrito. Oh,
0: it's so good. Why smack. is it called Cali? Is it, is it like, a, is it like a, they got, like, dolphin?
1: I think it's a theme, to be honest. You walk in and you feel like you're in California. Actually, no, I feel like I'm at, like, a island or something. Like, it's got, like, tiki's and stuff everywhere. But I, I don't know. I'm not gonna fight it. It was it's unbelievable.
2: Mexico's not it nice. was very, very good. And they, it was a good deal too. They gave you like a lot of chips on the side too. It, oh yeah, it was, awesome. Yeah, they it was awesome. They were
1: incredible. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It was a huge Cali fan. Huge Cali fan. Never had it. Coop, what other yeah, sort of food? Oh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got?
2: One near me, I always got a shout out. I uh, it's a tiny little shack, uh, j- about two or three blocks from where I live. It's called El Carito Carimante. And cash-only, some that's of the so best stockings I've ever had.
0: Yeah, you did say that. Nice.
2: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> cash-only, literally, it's like the cheapest food you can find, and it's incredible, and it's...
1: It's those really, cash-only really businesses yeah. that, that you gotta worry about, though, because you know that, that shit ain't on the books. You know that it has a front for something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> <laughs> the cartel! Alright, Coop, you the any other... Uh... You got
3: any other food? Yo! All
0: right, let's name another (laughs)
3: type. Oh, man. Wow. How
1: long long into the episode are we? We're pretty far in. Ah, That's impressive. For all of our listeners out there, Sam is allergic to uh, everything.
0: Yeah,
2: apparently.
1: Sneeze and swell up on the touch of anything. Coop, any other food?
2: Um, I, I mean, I got one more. I got one more, but if we need to move on, uh, no, we got what's going. No, let's roll. Yeah, let's roll. Chicken.
1: Okay,
0: I got to think about this for a second. Okay,
1: okay, I like that. That was good because you because like there's like that whole debate about the chicken sandwich, and I like it. Yep. Ooh, chicken.
2: I mean, we can rank the chicken sandwiches too. I've had pretty much all of them. I, mean, I haven't we, had. We gone. all love chicken. You got to get Popeyes.
1: Am I missing out?
2: Yeah, yeah. I like Popeyes. Popeyes is Popeyes is legit, dude. You got to get it.
1: All right, well, I I'll take your word on it.
2: You'll never have Popeyes.
1: Probably not. No, I'm going go right to my You house. will never go to Popeyes. <laughs> I will put my
3: house on that.
1: <laughs> chicken, dude. I don't even know. Like, I mean, you know, who actually has good like chicken tenders around here, Sam. Where? Cedar Grill.
0: I've never had their – I mean, I've had, probably had their chicken tenders inside of one of their fat sandwiches. That's what I mean. That's, where I, that's, yeah. that's how I
1: have them. Like, they're, they're, they're good.
0: Dang, chicken, though. Like, chicken? What do you think? Uh, have you I, got
2: any places? Uh, my one seed, by far. Absolutely by far. It's more of a local Maryland and Delaware Um Every once in a while, you see one in Virginia, one or two in Virginia. It's called Royal Farms. It's kind of like that cheese Mava oh, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like in a gas station. It's so good. So good. Um, incredible. That's incredible. But, cool. you know, fast food joints, you know, it's always at the debate Popeye KFC or Popeye's KFC or Chick-fil-A. Like, what's that? What's that number one there? Uh, I've always been a Popeye's guy. So
0: Popeye's has the best chicken sandwich. It's a fact.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to they're try.
0: meaty too. Like you know some places like rip like rip you off. Popeye's has like a low, like it's it's a big piece of chicken on that on that bun right there.
1: I like it. I like it. Yeah, love it. All right, Coop. That was good. That was good. Let's roll uh I don't know that was a little time consuming, so we might have to chop our last one off, but let's get into this one right now because I'm I'm curious to hear this side. So Coop wanted to talk a little bit about some college football and what to expect in this upcoming season. I know there was a lot of crazy. Stuff on social media with you know the little Manning and stuff. So, yeah, what's uh, <laughs>
0: little Manning what's going on? Coop, little before Manning. we start, do you have a favorite Division One program that you
2: root for in college football? You know what I, I grown up and you seem like a Penn State. So much, guy. Some, I'm not a Penn State guy uh, unfortunately. And a couple of my boys went there. Um, sorry guys, but I, I got to stick with Maryland. Maryland Terps are going to be good this year. And you know, a couple of my best friends went to Virginia Tech as well. Love the Hokies. If you ever get a chance you to go down there, you should. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it. It's just a whole other world down there. So,
1: yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, but getting it, but getting into college football, man. Like, dude, it's that time of the year. I'm, I'm so excited. Obviously, you guys have been talking a lot at NFL, and it's that right around the corner as well. But. For me, in particular, I'm pr- more of a college football fan than I am mm-hmm. NFL, and the reason behind that, I just think it's the whole. I- I'm a hu- I'm still a huge NFL fan, but uh, just the whole allure of college football, the pageantry around its tradition. You know how how it's like a kind of a small town communal feel. You get a you get basically everything shut. Everything just shuts down like a small town, and everybody just goes towards a football game. I think there's just some sort of. Um, it's it just, it's kind of, it's beautiful to me. And like, I don't know, the gameplay, things are more spectacular than me. Uh, and, you know, the marching bands, the tailgating um, and going back to those traditions in it, like the entrances, I mentioned Virginia Tech, Enter Sandman, um, Colorado, University of Colorado, they literally have a Buffalo run out on the field with the team and it's just so something cool. cool to see. And of course, and of course, early in the morning, Lee Corso put on the headgear, getting you super hyped up for the games throughout the day, and it's just an all-day affair, yeah. and it's just so much fun to watch to me. Uh, to me, And then, uh, yeah, a lot of things in the news lately as well. Uh, uh, I know, uh, so, Brandon Walk for Ballstero Sports, he's a guy I listen to and read, read from a lot. He basically says, there's been about 50 years of news and changes in college football that's kind of been crammed into the last two years with uh, transfer portal NIL and now that conference and you know the whole conference realignment and all that stuff yeah. so mm-hmm. it's really it's really impacting a lot mm-hmm. of the storylines going into this year so you know a- Alabama and Texas A&M are having beef about recruiting because what well, because Nick Saban's uh, Nick Saban for Bama is like accusing um, Timo Fisher and Texas A&M's like oh my god you're paying all these guys like millions of dollars to go to college and it's just a yeah. whole uh, it's just a whole chaotic thing. Um, and and you mentioned little Archie Manning like they're like now with NIL these these recruits are just getting even more and more and more exposure where it's kind of turning into more of like a professional game which is I I don't know how it's going to work out but you know what for right now for right now just go ahead and watch the games it's going to be a fun time um but uh, yeah, got any questions about like any of the teams this year, or any of the games to watch, or uh, what you guys thinking?
1: I saw I saw an ESPN post uh, a couple of days ago about that the SEC and some other um, what was it like the top three that got that got put out there for preseason polls. I know it was like I saw some news on Bama, Georgia, and stuff. I know it's like your typical top, you know, your, mm-hmm. your top guys, are there any like sort of sleeper teams out there that like, you know, we should be like on the watch for, I mean, I know Texas is getting a shit ton of, of exposure because of Manning, but like, is there anything else that we should be, you know, expecting or, you know, we shouldn't be shocked to see it if it happens kind of thing.
2: Yeah, of course. So AP top 25 came out a couple of days ago and you kind of see the same usual suspects that are up there. Bama Ohio state um, Georgia Notre Dame. Clemson as well up there. And I'll just say, I'll just say this right now. A lot of people kind of hate on college football because it's kind of the same end game every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's usually Alabama, usually Clemson, usually Ohio State, that same four, but, but look past going through the season, just look past that and actually just watch the games throughout. Look at the, look at these guys from lower conferences that have no shot of winning at all. And like how much they give, like mm-hmm. how much they give into the game. It's just so much fun to watch. Like, a. You know, like Buffalo against Northern Illinois on a Tuesday night in November, it's as fun as watching, uh, you know, Alabama Georgia game um, yeah. on the same weekend. It, that that's what it is to me. But, um, but really, really, this year, unfortunately, it's going to be pretty much two teams at the top and then everybody else, and that's Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, Bama pretty much returns everybody uh, or and reloads at the positions they need. I got a lot of transfers in and they pretty much had the best player in the country. And a guy named Will Anderson, Uh, Ohio state has pretty, I think the best offense in the country. Um, CJ Stroud, their quarterback, uh, honestly should have won the Heisman last year, but uh, got second place and they're going to be incredible. But um, some sleep, some sleepers, uh, some sleepers look out, look out for teams like NC state at number 13. They came, they came in like fire last year. Uh, They beat Clemson. Um, they, and they're really, they're really on the way of, uh, uh, look out for Devin Leary for future draft pick too. He's going to be, he's going to be pretty damn good. Um, pretty damn good. Uh, some teams outside too. Oh, one last, one last thing before that, you're going to see a lot of like some of the old guard teams kind of return to that stature. So Miami, they got a new coach, Mario mm. Cristobal, who's a guy from Oregon, um, kind of just completely reshape that program down there. Uh, really good quarterback in Travis Van Dyke, and they re- they signed and had a lot of good transfers come in this year. It should be they should be battling Clemson for the top spot in the ACC. Believe it or not, Texas as you mentioned, Texas as you mentioned, they Archie's not coming until next year, but they mm-hmm. got a kid named Quinn Ewers at quarterback who was the number one recruit in the country. He was yeah. as high as as a recruit as Trevor Lawrence, and he he transferred from Ohio State to Texas because he knew he wasn't going to play. He's going to get thrown in right there to the Wolves. They had a bad year last year but they pretty much return everybody on offense. Their defense is going to be legit too. Um, so you can see them like teams like Nebraska as well. They're going to turn things around, I think. Um, and then finally USC too. They got the new coach from Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, and they he pretty much brought like 40 or 45 transfers. I know it's not that much, but he's, uh, people are really thinking they're going to be a flashy program. And they're going to get back to uh, the top, to the top right there. And, and you want to, and, You'll also see in the first couple of weeks of the season who who's actually good and who's actually not. There's a lot of really good teams that are facing each other. For example, Georgia and Oregon playing week one. Um, it's uh, Labor Day weekend. Texas and Alabama, they play week two. So we'll figure out how That's Texas awesome. is going to be. We know. Wow. And then some, and send, then some really, really, really cool matchups. Um, like bigger schools going to lower schools like NC State going to East Carolina week one. Uh, that's just going to be a rowdy atmosphere. If you don't know, if you don't know Greenville that well, um, if you don't know Greenville that well, that place gets freaking rowdy. Shout out Sup Dogs uh, down there in Greenville, great bar. Um, and yeah, there. And you know what? Uh, it's I, it's just going to be a lot of fun this season. And uh, highly recommend a lot of you guys watching it. Um, get drunk on a Saturday and watch. It's a good time. Yeah, no, I'm
1: definitely going to. I you know we were we were getting somewhat invested. And I know you know in our last. Year or so at Muhlenberg, and it was so mm-hmm. fun to watch. And I want to reinvest and follow some teams. Sam, any questions for him, college football perspective?
0: Well, I know there's a bunch of big names, and I don't know. Do you follow like like the, the draft process, um, projections, mock drafts for these, but for all these kids going into the pros? Yeah, I do. I was just I had a question about besides Will Anderson, who do you think? QB-wise, that's going to be drafted in 2023. Who do you think might be the most pro-ready before the season actually starts?
2: Quarterback-wise, so I've been seeing a lot of draft boards lately have these three guys. Um, two two make sense because they're on the top teams. Bryce Young from Alabama, one, yep. winner of the Heisman last year. Course, He's legit, it. incredible program. CJ Stroud, same thing with Ohio State. But once you get to the lower-level guys – you're going to see names like a guy named Will Levis from University mm-hmm. of Kentucky. Um, he was a Penn State transfer, uh, big dude, like 6'6", like 240. kick and run all over the place, and he's mm-hmm. got an arm. He's got an arm for days, kind of like a Josh Allen type. Um, you got uh, from NC State, Devin Leary. He's oh, He's been up on those boards as well. Um, up on those boards as well. Mm-hmm. i have also actually a guy that you will not see you're not going to know about that much until maybe later on in the year. There's a guy from Mississippi state, a kid named Will Rogers, that kid, well, that, that whole offense is just, it's just a monster. They just throw it all over the place. I think they, I think last year he had 70 attempts in one game. He'll throw for a million yards, you know, he's kind of like that gunslinger game. Yeah. He'll he's that gunslinger type. He's that, he's that good. Um, but, you know, you'll see there's always there's always a guy in college that'll come up out of nowhere, of uh, for example, like a, like a Kenny Pickett type. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. So it's all it's always some weird. It's always it's kind of just a weird. Um, it's so hard to project this early, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I'm curious.
0: We should have you on midseason and then after this season. And I want to see where your projections like either change or stay the same and who you think will actually be. You know what would be cool if we if we got Coop to come on like mid season, do like an early mock, and then like right before yeah, like a total draft. breakdown. Yeah, 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 I love that actually. That would be cool.
1: Yeah, all right, So let's move on. Here. Uh, yep. Because uh, we're we're getting in on our last ten minutes here. Flew by. Um, know, it,
0: it always does. It literally always flies by so ridiculously quick. So we'll the get into
1: same sort of talk. We're gonna talk a little bit about football. <clears throat> Keep our, our our series going here with some fantasy and some just general knowledge talk. The division we're gonna talk about NFC East. In honor of Coop's Philadelphia Eagles, so Coop, we'll let you roll first, and we'll roll with the Eagles. What do you feel about them? Who are your fantasy guys? All that good stuff.
2: Um, yeah, sure. So uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of listeners. I'm going to get a lot of people from DC to listen to this episode and listen to this podcast from now on. They they hate me already for liking the Eagles. They nobody every every all of them down there are delusional Commanders fans, but Eagles. I'm <laughs> loving them this year. I think we got some great pickups. Um, obviously the pickup of AJ Brown and James Bradbury in the secondary. I think yeah. he secures that. I think he completely secures that back end. That was a little bit of our, was a little bit of an issue last year. AJ Brown, obviously we needed somebody on the other side of Devontae, Devontae Smith. Um, and now I think we have a secure good two with Quez Watkins being a good slot guy in the middle. Um, and then, and then drafting those two Georgia guys, Jordan Davis and the Dean. I don't know how Kobe Dean felt in the second round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of an impact they're going to make early on, but just for, for the future, that's huge. But in all honesty, it depends on Jalen Hurts. Um, if he – if he mature, I think he's going to mature a little bit more, uh, mature a little bit more, maybe get a little bit more zip on his passes. He kind of had that – I don't know. He kind of had like the rainbow-ish type passes before. We already know his running game. Um, but it, you know what? I think – I trust Sirianni to um, – to make them a bit better, so I think we're going to be pretty good. Obviously, I'm pretty delusional as a Eagles fan. I think we get 12 wins.
1: I like that. I like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: That's crazy. 12, 12 wins. No, I respect it because like it, the whole thing is like you just never know. Yeah, you really. don't. Yeah, I, like, you don't. From, it,
1: from like a fantasy perspective, like I'm definitely keeping my eyes on. I love I mean, Jalen Hurts. a, was a I in fantasy Last year, he was fantasy. a points machine. I'm keeping I, my him. For, yeah, I for for him. him. Yeah, traded for him. You did. I'm keeping my eyes on AJ Brown. I will look at Miles Sanders in later rounds. I mean, I feel like he's a guy, if he gets the 15 to 20 carries a game, he can put up the points because I think he's arguably one of the most, I guess, like, I don't know. Well, I'm not one of the most, but he's very quick. His change of direction is very impressive. Like, I think he's a very, very good running back. But He
0: just has I, to stay healthy. That's he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, He's has, talented, he's I think talented I think though. You
1: can sleep on the Eagles this year in the NFCs. So I know everyone's like, oh, it's just going to be a Cowboys sweep. I don't buy it. I really don't. I don't think – No. That it's going to be like that at all? Um, So yeah, that's
0: it's going to be a lot more. It's always a lot more competitive than what we think it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. Sam, do you have like one guy you you draft in fantasy from the Eagles? If you, I've always
0: I've always liked Miles Sanders. If he's there at the right ADP, I'm not going to reach for him. But if he falls to me as a flex play, I would never complain at that. Yeah, agreed. Um, I love Sanders. I also love Jalen Hurts. Again, like if he's there in the right spot, of course I'm going to take him. And then um, you can't forget about uh, Dallas Goddard.
1: I was about to say Dallas got it for sure.
0: Such a good yep. tight end to stretch down the field. The guy's a really good player.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So now we got uh, since you were well DC action. Let's talk about let's talk about the Commanders. Um, fantasy is wise, there,
0: is there a person?
1: Who, yeah, there's, there's one there? person that comes to mind just like, based on what you said. And I also have the same belief about touches. The only person that falls again right ADP right time. Mm-hmm. I'm going Antonio Gibson, and that's it. But the thing Ooh. is, he's going to be like my starter, and maybe he will be a flex now.
0: You just had a draft, Alex. Yes. Antonio right. Gibson fell right to I, his ADP might be what like third like, round, maybe the late third, run, second,
1: was, early third, or is that too yeah, early? Yeah, and think? he fell. He got the
2: uh, he got the fumble issues, man.
1: He got uh, the fumble. List. He fell. He fell to the sixth. Brian
0: Robinson's going to apparently taking some snaps away from him too. Not, not, sure. not to mention J D McKissick's always been to be that third down back and that yeah. tempo guy.
1: Yeah, he fell to he fell to six round six for me, which mm-hmm. is insanity, but. So I took him. I actually, I got him at six with the first pick. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it is what it is. Again, this is a team. I don't even believe in Terry McLaurin to be honest. I don't know what's going on with that offense. I I don't I don't not a firm believer in it at all. For from a fantasy perspective, you know mm-hmm. that's, that's uh, But that's all I got for that.
2: Coop, what do you have? I think there's maybe a guy to look at. Um, it's way way late in the late rounds. Is a uh, uh, the rookie Jahan Dotson from Penn mm-hmm. State? Yes. Um, definitely. I just know from – I just know from here and from their practices, they love him. So, uh, just look out for him.
0: Yeah, I think great. he played – he played well in the preseason game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, really quick, last little thing. If anybody, like, has any names, throw them in. Um, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Logan Thomas might be dead. We don't know yet. <clears throat> um, who who else do they have in their receiving court? McLaurin. At, uh, I mean, it's McKissick. JD McKissick's a third down back. So Yeah.
1: That's what mm-hmm. I said. Obviously, you can look at McLaurin, but I don't trust it. Um,
0: I mean, in all honesty, probably a better passing game than the end of last year. They got Carson once now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we'll see how it rolls. Yeah. Um, Giants. Eh, I don't know, man. I, I, all I see is these videos of Daniel Jones just not making throws. He's not,
0: he's not going to be drafted
1: by anybody. I don't think he's going be drafted unless you're a Giants fan. I'm going at, the only person I'm going after is Saquon Barkley. I'm a firm believer that he's still okay. I think he's going to be just fine.
2: I like yeah, I agree.
1: But then, from the receiving core perspective, no one.
0: I would take a late round waiver on Kadarius Tony.
1: Oh yeah, that makes sense. If he can stay healthy, that makes but sense.
0: If it's like the tenth round, eleventh round, and like Kadarius Tony's there, and like all the other receivers are gone, um, I would take a waiver on him for sure. I think he's if anybody is capable of, he put up I think almost two hundred against uh was it the Eagles last year?
1: Yeah, or yeah, like if he's capable of having. More positive than you know, more boom than bus games. I'd rather Central trust a
0: slot guy like or I don't even know if he is slot, it might be a wide out at this point. I don't even yeah, know what the Giants be. are running, but
1: and lastly <clears throat> the Cowboys.
2: Who, CD Lamb's gonna go early. CD Lamb's gonna go real early, I think. Yes, he is. Uh-huh. Yes, he is.
1: I think I honestly I think that offense is a fantasy dream. I think you can't go wrong. With CeeDee Lamb. You can't go wrong with Belton Schultz. You can't go wrong with Zeke. I mean, Zeke, I know, is obviously still questionable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, if you draft Zeke, get get Tony, you know, later in your rounds. Keep him on your bench because you know you never know what's gonna happen in that backfield. Like last year, I think Dak is great for for points as well. Uh, they're a solid team, man. They are a solid team. I mean, there's no sign in Michael Gallup coming back anytime soon. So I think that's what also boosts CeeDee's
0: Jalen Tolbert. Outcome. Who's the other receiver besides Tolbert? And uh, CD, there's one other guy, James Washington got hurt. Um, he drafted somebody, I think. Yeah, I just remember his name, but I'm I'm in love with Dalton Schultz for the reason that Gallup is hurt. I really yeah. am. I love Zeke, I think he's a lot better than where he's being drafted in fan for fantasy. Production. Noah Brown, Noah Brown, yeah, yeah. So you gotta watch out. I mean, one of them has to be the wide receiver, too. I know, you know and I yeah and they have Dax so I don't know what
1: yeah I don't I know. know who it's going to be. What's going to be scary I think for the whole NFC East in general is going to be the defensive perspective. Like is there, are are these divisional games going to be a shootout? Like I think I mean you could probably say that the best be defense sure. is going to be the Eagles. I think it actually is going to be the Eagles.
2: I I mean I I'm not disagreeing with you on that.
1: <laughs> from, 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 from a points allowed perspective, I I would put my money on Philly. I think they're going to have the strongest defense in the NFCs. but I still feel like from a divisional standpoint, it's going to be like, who can score more points? You know, not obviously that's, that's the goal of the game, but like in the sense of like, you know, how, how many, realistically how many stops are these teams going to make?
0: Really, I, like you know? I feel like this uh, this division has a lot of like that quote unquote gritty games, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And like the score might be like nineteen sixteen, like every game, it's it's absolutely insane how close these games always are. It's always a grind. Doesn't matter who's playing who. It's yeah. gonna be really exciting now. Like last year, Eagles made playoffs and they added a bunch of pieces. You would think they only got better. So, exactly. Who, you saying twelve wins? I like it. I'm not gonna disagree with that.
1: I'm not going to disagree whatsoever. Anything
0: is possible, especially when you sign a bunch of good free agents and you develop your players well.
1: Yeah. So that's our take on the NFC East. We're coming in here on our last minute. Coop, any last uh, remarks for the fans and everybody?
2: I mean, I- I'm so ready for college football, man. It's going to be know. a great, great season. Oh, my God. Hey, thanks for having me on, boys. Love you guys. Um, and yeah, hope to be back all soon.
1: Yes, absolutely, Coop. Uh, Sam, anything?
0: Yeah, uh, right before you close it, Alex, Coop, thanks for coming on, really. We we have so much fun doing these episodes with uh, people coming on the show. It's a lot of fun. But thank you to everybody for listening this far into the episode. If you have, follow our Instagram. Coop, once again, thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. Alex, you want to just close us out?
1: Yep, Sutton & Ginger, guys, Episode 7. Thanks for tuning in. Coop, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to talk and see you again. at your boys, Sam and Alex from Sutton & Ginger, Episode 7. We out.
2: Peace.